Hello, dear friends. Here we are at Kardec Radio, nourishing our souls with one more program on Lifting Hope. Lifting Hope is a program based on the book Memoirs of a Suicide. This book is really a book of hope. It divides our lives into sorrows and hope. It shows to us that no matter the decisions we make, we always have a new opportunity. And there's always a way to prevent the sores of our lives. But we need to mature, right? We can't escape. We can't escape in denials. And if we see the beautiful story of Camilo, and I say beautiful inside of his suicide because his pathway is of regeneration and he's teaching to us that God is so loving, so just that we will go through the sufferings, but there is always an end to that suffering. Nobody is doomed to hell. Actually, when we go to the spirit book by Allan Kardec, we get to know in the last questions of the book that the definition of hell means an uncertain and a feeling of uncertainty of the end of our suffering. So that may be experienced right here on earth. If things are happening in your life and you don't know where this is going to go, you're living hell. It's not in the afterlife. It's a state of of our minds so Camilo is showing to us today in chapter 14 part 2 of the book memoirs of a suicide that there is a solution to all of our sorrows you want to know what it is right me too hello Jailton I can see you here welcome to Kardec radio I see friends joining us right now as we are in this big classroom right daisy it's daisy gallon good to have you here alan swift hello alan hello rihanna how have you been hello adilson it's good to see you hello sunshine hello tony torres Yay, friends, Nora Brasil, Paula, good to see you again, and hello, Angelita, hello, friends, welcome to Kardec Radio. Today, this part of the chapter is also phenomenal, the whole book. It's a surprise after surprise after surprise, always good news, you know? The gospel brings good news, which means there's no room for sadness. There's no room for discouragement. Yesterday, in the first part of chapter 14, when Camilo and his friends were feeling downhearted, depressed, discouraged, Roberto de Canalejas and his father 
he came along and said, mm -mm -mm. discouragement is a bad counselor. You need to fight against it with all your might. Yes. And he says, the pathway towards preventing and also remedying depression is three steps to deposit our whole faith in God. And thus we start receiving new energies. Two, two. Second option, second step actually. Immerse ourselves in new opportunities that are uh, worthwhile and honest. And three, go help people who are in greater need than ourselves. When we know the good news, our discourse is always joyful, hopeful, because we can see how this is going to end. Suffering has a deadline. Happiness, it's an everlasting promise of God. Did you write it down? That's a sure thing. Okay? So, suffering has a deadline. But happiness is an everlasting promise of God to us. Right, friends? I see Carol Correa. Hello, Carol. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Solange, Sol Souza. How have you been? Okay. Are you ready for the second part? Okay. Camilo, where are you? Let's see where Camilo is. Camilo, through Yvonne Pereira, tells us this. One sunny afternoon, and this is the second part of chapter 14. One sunny afternoon, about a month after our arrival in Portugal. Remember, they are doing this spiritual excursion to the earth. When the scent of the oleander mixed with the suggestive fragrances of the abundant orchards, spreading life and enchantment in the atmosphere, I made the daring move of returning alone and pensive to the farmstead of S. Painful memories emerged like obsessive limps, imps with my every step on the warm grassy road. And the past began to impose itself little by little Stirring in my memories the embers of forgetfulness that heaven's kindly blessings had sprinkled over my pain, thus feigning them to singe my heart once more. The old house looked empty. And then he starts talking about looking at the house where his, he was when he was incarnated and the memories of his life. He says, the unbearable domestic life that those walls had witnessed, the constant conflicts and incompatibilities that had made my life a raging sea, the morbid weight of thoughts, the depression that finally dragged down the nervous into nervous collapse, disoriented, stricken by a bewildering crisis, I lost my awareness of the present and plunged into the problems of the past, 
as if overcome by a hellish derangement. Did you see, friends? It's what we were talking at the beginning. When you go to the Spirit's book in the last question, the Spirit's book has 8,019 questions and answers. In the last questions, it talks about heaven, hell, purgatory. And it says to us that hell is that feeling, that mindset of an uncertain end to a suffering. For Camilo right now, as he goes back in time and immerse himself in those anguishing moments of his last reincarnation, he feels himself like in that living hell once again. Okay? I began crying out a reprobate in diabolical convulsions of the past, howling, moaning, blaspheming, and weeping the devilish tears of someone for whom I all hope, all hope of consolation and peace had vanished. When I finally came back to my senses and recovered from the horrific collapse, the two assistants, Romeo and Alceste, were kindly anointing my forehead with soothing outpouring of magnificent magnetic power, bringing relief to my soul like water droplets on a dry and withered plant. The moonlight sky revealed that I had been in the state in that state for many hours, going mad within the igneous circle of the past. Night had fallen, and the distant star twinkled, beautifying the firmament. I found myself resting in the breeze of the fragrant trees, and the old foliage of a nearby vineyard told me that I was still at the farmstead. An unprecedented sorrow pierced my heart while tears rolled down to soften the oppression that I was suffocating me. He implored for the mentors to grant the mercy of taking me back to the hospital. Moved to tears, I uttered fervent pleas for them, noble beloved mentors, then please tell me what I can do to mitigate the mental torment that poisons my energies, robbing me of my will. Stop. This piece matches a piece that is here in the Gospel According to Spiritism. Go to chapter 5. Chapter 5. Here it is. It talks about, I'll tell you the item in a second. It says... Item 25, chapter 25, item 25. Melancholy, Francois de Genève. Believe me and strongly resist the feelings of melancholy that weaken your willpower. So let us write it down. Camilo is showing to us 
that when he allowed himself to go back in time and stay in that state of mind, his will power weakened. Just like Francois de Genève said to us. So then, as I uttered my plea, and while the images of the two young assistants started to disappear under the opaline rays of the half moon that decorated the landscape, I was answered with a question. What was Roberto di Canaleja's warning to your group the night before your descent for this new lesson? Oh, yes, now I remember, said Camilo. We can find relief for our pain racked faculties by bringing relief to those who are in much worse condition. And if we seek encouragement and in contact with kind and sincere friends whose hearts illuminated by the refulgence of pure virtues are sufficiently strong to warm us up from the cold of discouragement and show us the step of the promising course to follow. Then do it. Roberto was right. Okay, rewind it. What did he say again? Roberto di Canaleja said, if we seek encouragement in contact with kind and sincere friends whose hearts illuminated by the refulgence of pure virtues are sufficiently strong to warm us up from the code of discouragement and show us the step of the promising course to follow. <clears throat> So he's telling us that we need to seek those who suffer more than us. Assessment question from the beginning to the program to the end of it. We're going to keep asking this question. Who may be potentially suffer more than us? Do you know who they are? Because sometimes people are so blind, so self-centered, that when we ask this question, they say, I don't know. Maybe all the way in Africa. No, no, no. It may be right in our face. Who may be suffering more than we are? Sometimes parents don't realize that their children are suffering much more than they are. And it's parents' duty to help their children. They need to be less selfish more selfless yes sacrifice our whims our needs to help our children form their personality in this life sometimes we have colleagues at work who are going through difficulties but we don't see it because all we see is ourselves our needs, our duties to be fulfilled, and we forget that the duty of it all is right in our face to help people who are in greater need than ourselves. And we go through fear and sorrows, fear and sorrows, fear and sorrows, and forget that people need our help. 
Like tonight at the Spiritist side of Virginia, Mentor Joseph was bringing to us an, a great analogy. He asked, what if somebody came to you and gave you the keys to a mansion under your name? The keys to a wonderful car, family that loves you, food in your pantry, all the bills paid for you. What would you do if this person came to your life and gave you all of that? You would probably say, oh man, I would say, what's the catch? But let's say, besides that point, you would probably get to know who that person is, right? You would probably consult this person and say, what do I do with this car? What do you want me to do with this house? That's God in our lives. God is giving us life. And all we need to do is to consult God all the time. Think of God before all that we do to double check. If we're doing what he wants us to do, because he's the one that gives us everything to us. So that's why. Charity is the pathway. Without charity, there's no salvation. There's no happiness when we don't seek to bring relief to other people's pain. Right, John Rosa. Right, Raquel Bakeshi. Yes, friends. So, Camilo is learning that he's alone. Everything is difficult but but he says after his prayer he started seeing the friends Ramiro de Guzman Roberto de Canalejas who were waiting for him bless the Lord Camilo explained in gratitude and he says I entrusted myself to them and they looked me back to the modest he they took me back to the modest earthly dwelling. We left shortly thereafter. After much consideration, heeding the advice, warnings, and examples of our guardians and instructors, we organized a sort of a task force for study purposes and for doing things to combat the idea of suicide and the sickly predisposition toward it that contaminates all social classes to which we could now return as invisible spirits. This enormous undertaking was loaded with difficulties, however, as if it had not been for the help of those who were inspiring us, the results would have been disappointing. At first, we wanted to make ourselves seen and understood by incarnates via our frank and detailed accounts of the realities of the world. Okay. Now he's going to tell us this. <clears throat> they wanted to communicate through mediums, right? But they had a hard time finding people who would believe them in Portugal. So, 
What usually happened was that after enormous efforts to create opportunities for the desired outcome, after days of exhausting work with the mediums we found here and there, they refused to believe us because our poems or our prose from beyond the grave were somewhat marred because they lacked the purity of style that we had been known for, as we did not already have enough to worry about by overcoming exhausting problems, not only involving the mediums themselves, but especially the demanding and merciless routine that usually surrounded them. They rudely and shockingly reject us with criticism filled with scorn and offensive remarks. They would label us as undesirable vagrants from the beyond and would accuse us of being ill-willed frauds. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And he says here that some of them prefer to dwell on frivolities and meaningless issues which frequently saddened and disappointed us to tears since time was flying by we had not been able to register anything that was good and meritorious in the austere book of conscience in the midst of this struggle we were suddenly struck by the strong desire to try brazil we knew that brazil was vast an accessible field for what we were trying to accomplish and that we would surely run into much less prejudice than we had encountered in our motherland. We would try to communicate with Brazilians and see if we might get better results. But how could we get there? Once more, the tireless servants of the Legion of Mother Mary heard the pleas for aid and helped them. They took us to Brazil and provided us with new instructions in a secure dwelling that would protect us from an unpleasant surprise. It was a praiseworthy institution registered in the spiritual world as a recipient of high-level inspirations, and it served as an example to others that wanted to branch out in the land of the Holy Cross. The institution was devoted to the studies and practice of spiritism, right? So they started working with Brazilian mediums and it's interesting because at some point, because he's Portuguese in Brazil, speaks Portuguese too, he said, but the language was pure torture. My God, why did Brazilians deviate so much from our culture in the way they spoke Portuguese? I think this is so funny, this part, because it shows to us that for the spirits, if they are not super elevated, they have a hard time regarding language. Yes. For the superior spirits, it doesn't matter. But for those who are more, you know, like us, they, they bump on the language barriers. It's just food for thought for us. So that's why we need to speak the language of the country and strive as best we can to really do what we need to do. Right, friends? 
right? Yes. So they are there. He recalled Roberto warning about the problems they would face trying to communicate with incarnates. And I realized them to be just and true. I was overcome with discouragement. A profound sadness was threatening me with depressing thoughts again when one night we were gathered in the venerable Brazilian institution discussing current concerns. We were surprised by a visit from Fernando de Lacerda. Fernando de Lacerda, the Portuguese spiritist medium, who was sleeping with a body in Portugal but brought to Brazil to talk to Camilo. Impressed by our frequent appearances within the realm of this, his mediumistic gift, he had prayed for us before going to sleep. And driven by charitable inspirations from the ethereal plane, it did not take him long to find us and offer us his help. An amicable and useful conversation was established in the auspicious silence of the noble institution. He said that we would use prayer more frequently. We should use prayer more frequently, thereby creating a more direct means of communication with our mentors in order to receive their inspiration more easily. How beautiful is this? Huh? That you are in this country, you sleep, and then you pray for somebody in the spiritual realm, and then you go and you are of help to discarnates who are even visiting another another part of the planet. It's so it brings hope to us, doesn't it? Mm? When we're talking about helping others, friends, it's not only during awake time, it's during sleep time. But to do it, we need to forget about ourselves, right? Fernando would continue to make available his crystalline mediumship, reflecting us like mirror. We, we received advice and caution from his benevolent heart. You see, an incarnate medium is used to give advice to the spirits in the spiritual realm while his body is at sleep. Doesn't it bring you hope that you can be useful to during the night? When we start using our hours of physical sleep to do those things, our days will become more productive, more harmonious, more stable. Okay, food for thought, I'm giving us time to think and process it. I think some people are maybe asking, how can I improve the quality of my sleep? We start it when we awake. When we wake up, that's when we start creating room for a good sleep night of sleep during the night when we wake up wake up oh god thank you so much let me fulfill your will during the day when i go to sleep thank you god 
that I have a bed to sleep. Thank you that I can take a shower and it's warm. Thank you so much that I have food, that I have these books to nourish my soul, that I can think clearly in my mind because we saw the spirits. They're always so confused. When we have clarity of mind, it's a gift of God. So, when we go to sleep, we surrender to God and say, God, please take me places where I can learn and be of help. Where I can learn and be of help. Learn and be of help. He says, who says it? You may be asking, right? The mentors, they say, eager to put us, Roberto, on the right track, he added, your approach, Camilo, has been unsuccessful this far. If you had instead looked for ways of becoming agents of authentic fraternity, according to the model of the divine model of love, you would have been victorious by now, spreading joy that would guard your souls against being so gloomy and turbulent. Charity, my friends, let me remind you, is the generous redeemer of those who have wandered from the pathway laid out by providence. The wise rabbi of Galilee knew how separated humans were from the light. So he offered them the supreme lesson of charity as the easiest and quickest road to regeneration. Did you hear that? Supreme lesson of charity as the easiest and quickest road to regeneration. It's time for you to ponder the divine message brought by Jesus and saturate the depths of your being with a few drops of its immortal and incomparable essence. At every social level on earth and in the spirit world, there are dollars problems to solve, abuses to mitigate. Infinite expressions of bitter misfortune afflict humanity, requiring the fraternal assistance of every benevolent heart in order to be consoled and alleviated. In hospitals, prisons, ordinary homes, in opulent palaces, their minds darkened by incomprehension and despair everywhere, souls disheartened by the violent rhythm of the trials and unsolvable problems of the times. Use every effort to find such places. They are right there at each step. In the name of your own experience, warn wrongdoers to stop right where they are. Point out to them as a balm for their sorrows, the balm that you yourself scorned when living on earth, but which you now recognize to be the only relief, the only capable of lifting people out of misfortune and ennobling them in the marvelous light of acceptance, in the dignifying struggles from which they will exit victorious, whatever 
may be the troubles that afflict them. God's love. Submission to the irrevocable. Become consolers, agents of beneficence, whispering encouragement, comforting suggestions to the hearts of afflicted mothers, to young people despairing over early disillusionment, to fallen women whose misfortune rest, rarely receive anyone's compassion, women who suffer alone the thorns of their own, own wrongdoings, afraid of invoking God's love, etc., etc., etc. So offer prayer to them. Remember that you yourselves receive it from kind hearts. And when you find mediums whose vibrational energies can adapt to yours, do not conserve yourselves with the laurels that you used to decorate your names in the past. You were unable to honor such glory rightly. And does it plunge to, with you into the abyss? Avoid the vain pleasure of making your identities known in your oral and psychographed communications. Even if you state great truths, you are not who you used to be. Your names were praised with such remarkable popularity while you're alive that no one will believe that they have returned via the humble filter of unknown mediums. Therefore, give preference to the sacred practice of discreet and hidden acts of charity. And along the pathways you will have to tread, you will soon discover the blossoming of sweet happiness. Wow. The next day, they decided to visit hospitals and the sick in general leaving other endeavors of assistance for later. There were 35 of them. They divided in three separate groups. We were pleasantly surprised to find the patients in their beds of suffering were not only able to perceive us, but could actually hear us too due to the lethargy caused by fever, etc., etc. So they started talking to the people who were suffering, each one of them, like Berlamino, who died of tuberculosis. He started helping people who were like that. He, Camilo, was blind. He started helping the blind, right? And he talks about Mario Sobral, whose trials were even worse. He had the, his dealings with prostitution, so then in the spiritual realm, he was visiting house of prostitutes, helping everybody, helping the irresponsible kids as well. They even extended their help into prisons. Okay. They traveled throughout inland Brazil, doing the best to prevent awful tendency that our mentors were said to observe in the impulsive Brazilian character a tendency that showed disquieting statistics in the number of suicides. Okay. In addition, Dr. Bezerra de Menezes, Bittencourt Sampaio, showed up, talked to them as well. It's so beautiful to see this fraternity, this togetherness in the spiritual realm, right? Uh-huh. So, He's saying to us, 
our stay on Earth served as a test for pursuing new pathways. We had relative freedom of action, meaning we were not left entire on our devices. And they are learning the new pathway of charity. Charity is benevolence towards everyone, being of goodwill towards everyone, but it's also sweetening the imperfection of people, understanding, and third, forgiving offenses. Here we have Camilo getting out of his gloomy ways, his sadness, as well as Berlamino, Marisol Brau, and others, and visiting those who were in need to find a consolation themselves. So the assessment question for the begin from the beginning was, who is potentially in greater need than ourselves? Where are they? That's our exercise for the next 24 hours. Where are people suffering much more than we are? Can we go and help them out? That's the exercise, okay? We can't be melancholic about the past that will never come back, whether good or bad. Today is a new day, the day to push towards the best of us, which is to share the good. And share the good on earth is all about giving a hand to people so they can discern as well and feel better. We're now going to invite you to a prayer, a prayer to Mother Mary. Let's pray to her, with her, and join forces, praying for all those who have committed suicide and are right now in the sinister valley of the suicides, suffering, suffering, suffering to an apparent no end. Shall we, friends? I'm going to play the Ave Maria. Let us play the Ave Maria and feel the good, the joy of living. Okay, here we go. Let us visualize Mother Mary with us, shall we, friends? Dear Mother Mary, you are inviting us to join you in this task force of love right now you know better than us how many are suffering in the beyond, especially those who committed suicide. Feeling the torments, the repetition of their sufferings to an apparent no end. We would like to visualize your blanket 
of healing light. Enveloping each one of them in relief, warmth, new hope. And we also pray for those who are thinking of committing suicide on earth. May they feel your envelopment of your blue healing light and your loving words repeating to them. This shall pass, my little child. This shall pass. This shall pass. And visualize Mother Mary showering your whole planet with a rain of blue healing light enveloping all of us in kindness in gentleness, in love. Thank you, Mother Mary, for your loving kindness. Thank you for bringing this book to us. May we be useful when our bodies are sleeping. And may we also expand our way of feeling life. And so be it. La da da da. What a joy, huh? This is lifting hope. Lifting our hopes, right friends? With charity, our hopes are up and we can always do something more and ever more useful. We wish you a beautiful day asking this question, who is in greater need of help? Who is in greater need than me? Let's find them. Let's assist. Let's love them too. This is it for today. We're here at Kardec Radio, always nourishing our souls. Thank you, friends. Until tomorrow, God willing.